The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Let's play two. That's what the late, great Ernie Banks used to say. Uh, and he was referring to playing a doubleheader because he loved baseball so much. And he would get to the park in the middle of the season when everybody was dragging. And he'd say, let's play two. He just loved it that much. Well, I have kind of a doubleheader for you today. And it's a subject we seem to latch on to a lot around here. Uh, and I'm not apologizing for that, by the way. But the, but the stupidity is just impossible to avoid. And it's impossible to ignore, actually. The NHL did it again. They had a pride night on Saturday. You've probably heard about it. All the players except one wore the uh, pride jerseys. This was in San Jose. And, of course, that one player took abuse from 99% of the liberal sports media in North America. We're going to talk to a Canadian writer about the stupidity and why the NHL insists on doing this. And you can bet that that's not the last one they're going to do. And then up there in Vermont, there's a private Christian high school. There's a girls' basketball team, and they refuse to play when uh, their opponent, their scheduled opponent, showed up with a boy dressed as a girl, and he was playing center. Of course, they were passing him off as a girl, and he's the tallest kid out there. And uh, so they, and they said, we're not playing. And they said it was for safety reasons, for one thing. Anyway, they, they forfeited the game. And then the school was barred from participating in any sports events by the Vermont version of the PIAA or WPIL up there. And meanwhile, the boy has done a really good job of blocking shots. Imagine that. Isn't that shocking that he would be blocking shots playing against girls, being the tallest kid on the court? And I guess they're, the team's headed to the playoffs or in the playoffs and doing well. Anyway, uh, that, of course, is ridiculous, and, uh, and it wouldn't happen if people who knew anything about sports were actually in charge. And then a state senator from Vermont actually showed up on CNN last night to say she supported the decision to bar the school from all the other activities. And she gave an unbelievably stupid reason, which we'll get to. And of course, Jake Tapper didn't challenge her on it. We will have someone who's written about the stupidity in Vermont coming on after the break. So the stupidity appears to have no end. Stick around. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. 
Did you know that the average price of a used car is up over 40% from just a year ago? The cost of living has gone up and the cost for auto repairs is rising as well. The car you have needs to last you longer than ever. So if your vehicle has less than 150,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all, you need to call CarShield at 800-523-8667. We've just announced a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle service plan to help save thousands of dollars on out-of-pocket expenses for future auto repairs. While the cost for new and used cars continue to go up, CarShield offers protection plans at an all-time low. Drivers who activate their plan today will also receive 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, courtesy towing and emergency tire, battery, and key lockout service. Call 800-523-8667 today to save 20% on your plan. That's 800-523-8667. Keep your car protected. Call 800-523-8667. Again, 800-523-8667. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open-heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Spring cleaning is upon us, but there's one meaningful box that you don't throw away when cleaning out your closet. It's the box filled with your family's important videotapes, film reels, and photos. Hi, I'm Adam Baselogger. And I'm Nick Mako. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago to help families organize and update their analog media to digital. Legacy Box is simple and easy. It works and is safe. Over a million families have trusted Legacy Box. And Legacy Box has been featured in Good Housekeeping, The Today Show, and Rachel Ray. Legacy Box is like magic, converting your shoebox of memories to the cloud or thumb drive, ready to watch and share. Declutter your closet by digitizing your media. Become more organized and accomplished, knowing your family's recorded past is safe forever. Take advantage of our spring cleaning sale going on now. It's the easiest task to check off your to-do list. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it seems like we have uh, a story like this every week. Um, The Transgender in Sports Insanity of the Week uh, for this week comes from Vermont, where a boy, of course, is playing for a girls' high school basketball team. And a scheduled opponent did the right thing, refused to play, and then was punished. Aaron Warner is a fitness instructor, and he also wrote an op-ed about this uh, for the Vermont Daily Chronicle, and he joins us now. Aaron, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. So let's start with this. Where is uh, exactly Mid-Vermont Christian School? What kind of a uh, place is that up there? Um, well, it's just a small little private Christian school that was started by local Christians. I'm not sure when. I'm going to guess back maybe in the 1980s. I moved out here from Portland, Oregon in 2007, 
and we put a few of our kids to that school. I had a boy that, that went there for five years, played on the boys' basketball team. Uh, his name is Hunter. Um, so it's just right in a little town, little kind of a, I don't know, hamlet of Queechy, Vermont. It's got a, you know, it's a nice little private town. The nearest probably popular land work would be uh, Dartmouth College just across the river in Hanover, New Hampshire. That's kind of the, the central hub. We got the, the the Mary Hitchcock Hospital there. We got the Dartmouth College, and then we got all these little satellite communities around it. So it's a quiet little town. It's all very small, man. I'm from southeast Portland, Oregon. I mean, I'm from a big city, so it's very small. And the basketball is, is pretty small, too. Yeah. Well, the headline of your piece says, uh, David versus Goliath dressed as a girl. And I'm guessing Rose Johnson is Goliath, and he's really good at blocking shots, apparently. Yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't really thinking of Rose Johnson as Goliath. Rose Johnson being the the boy that was on the other team here. Uh, I was thinking more um, along the lines of the small school versus the state of Vermont. That's really kind of the the, the, the two you know yeah. uh, analogous figures there, because the state of Vermont has just been positioning itself more and more on the woke side of things, and so. Um, you know, it's basically you're having the government come down on a school for exercising their religious liberties, which is mind boggling in America. But I guess that's where we are. So, you know, you have to speak up to it. Well, you would think that the uh, forfeiting the game and being willing to um, because of your religious uh, beliefs, be willing to forfeit the game. Um, you would think that that would the self punishment would be enough punishment. But apparently, oh, well, not apparently, you, you obviously think, it wasn't, yeah. You would think, yeah, well, so, you know, around the forfeiture, there's a couple of points that need to be made. So here in Vermont, the towns are so far away from each other, and the, the, the divisions are so small, you can have a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive. And if you're a small school that's only got, like, six kids on your team, and you're the 16th seed, and you're driving two-and-a-half hours to complete the number one seed with 12 kids, you know you're going to get trounced. It happens all the time where a small school will be like, hey, you know, it's not worth the trip to us. We're just going to go ahead and forfeit. I mean, that's how small the basketball is here. I mean, in, in, in Oregon, that would never happen. I mean, we got NBA players coming out of the yeah. uh, the Portland schools. So, you know, they're going to go at it. But up here, it's almost like a courtesy thing. The only reason this one was um, looked at punitively is because of all this new stuff with, you know, apparent hate speech or whatever which is all going, you know, one way down the highway. It's not a two-way street. And then the other thing that was really interesting that I just found out about is there was some girl who got uh, reprimanded for using a racial slur on TikTok. Apparently she's related to a black family or maybe she's adopted into a black family. She used the N-word on TikTok. There was this massive outcry uh, and teams forfeited and refused to play against her team and of course the vpa was on the side of the teams that were forfeiting for that so it's it's not even-handed uh administering of the policies and uh, mid vermont only has about a hundred kids k through 12 that's a small school but did it's they a very do- small school my 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 boy's graduating class i think was all six of his buddies on the basketball team that's, like there's like there's um that's they're cool. tiny classes that's great, but they played for the state championship in 2020? Uh, the girls actually um, were uh, 
Because of COVID, they did not get a play for the state championship, so it was a tie, so they were awarded a tie for the state championship, I believe. But the boys, after all of this, you know, hubbub, actually had to play the boys' long trail team um, in the semifinals, and that was another David and Goliath article that I wrote, and that was an actual David and Goliath story because we only had five starters play the entire game against the long trail team. Long trails boys team was number one in the state. They had a kid that was six, seven. They had two, six, five kids. Uh. I don't think we had anybody taller than six, three. And the, the, the captain of the team, Abel Goodwin hit a last second shot to win the game by one. It was straight out of Hoosiers. It was unbelievable. Oh, wait a minute. We weren't going to talk about this, but that in itself is a great story. If without all the stupidity oh, with the transgender the best high school that, yeah, it was the best high school basketball game I ever saw. And, you know, as a Christian, for me, that's God stepping up and honoring his, his kids. I mean, that's honoring David against Goliath because they had no business winning that game. No, um, but... I'm not trying. I'm, Go ahead. I'm, I'm a basketball coach. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I looked at I looked at, after the game. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but after the game, I was like, man, if I would have been coaching that other team, there's no way they would have won. <laughs> Five. But, you know, God, God Five. had other plans. Five kids on the team. You can't. You, they can't have anybody fall out. I mean, what a, what a. That's a. That's a tremendous. That should be. Uh, Fifty years ago, thirty years ago, that would have been a big story in Sports Illustrated. Somebody should have done that. That's a. That's it a tremendous. It's it a tremendous be. story. It should still. It should still be in there. It's incredible. So, but back to the stupidity. Um, why did they have the the guts? The the girls here at this uh, at the Christian school. Uh, well, I want to make sure I get the name of it uh, correctly. Uh, what's the Mid-Vermont name? Mid-Vermont Christian. Yeah, Mid-Vermont Christian. Why did they have the guts to forfeit the game? What, what, where did that come from? I think it was a collection of uh, Coach Chris Goodwin. He has his two daughters on the team. Um, I know Chris. Um, I've gone to church with Chris. He's just a solid guy. And, um, you know, I, it was a matter of principle. I think it was two things. You know, it was it was just the reality of the unfairness of it. Because, you know, the Rose Johnson uh, kid is 6'3", you know, <laughs> Tall, taller than me, taller than every girl on that team. You know, there was one girl on the team that um, could could probably stand up to him. But it was just, it was a matter of principle. And, and so I think what you have here is Christians who truly believe that they need to stand up against essentially a type of evil and say, we're not going to subject our kids to this. You know, yeah, and six three and, in girls and, basketball is a seven footer, at least. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, nothing against Rose Johnson. I mean, I, I, I want, I want the best for Rose Johnson. I would love that kid to get to know Jesus and feel the love of Jesus and be totally accepted as as who they are as a person. But that said, this kid was, had an athletic advantage, and you know. If it was a girl who was doing all that, no big deal. You get yeah. beat fair and square. But be, but because it's a boy, it's a totally different ball game. And I mean, I want to get some statistics out there for people so Go they ahead. understand why I, why I felt compelled to write about this. Do you have any idea what the testosterone levels, uh, the difference is between teenage boys and teenage girls? No, but I I think you're going to tell me. What twenty to thirty times more testosterone in a boy than in a girl? Right. That's, that's an unbelievable advantage right there. And so I'm a strength coach. I've trained world-class athletes. I, I took the uh, New England College men's, men's rugby team to uh, six national championship games in a row as their strength coach. We won two national championships. There's another David and Goliath story. We're a very small team. But, um, you know, training 
men and training women, it's just it's a massively different beast, especially in the weight room. And so, you know, the thought of a, a boy having those kind of physical advantages over a girl is it's just absurd. So you're you're, um, you're a basketball coach though, and and um, and you you as you say you're a strength coach. So you, you know what it's like to be a coach. You know what it's like to be a competitor. I always wonder um, how desperate must a coach be to win in order to show up with a six foot three boy to play in a girls' basketball game and not think it's insane. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put this on the coach either. I think what you have, you have. It's like a mind virus. It's like a political mind virus, and the town and the school where this took place is a is a very well-to-do leftist school and you have to understand that this mind virus comes from the from the uber elite left of center ivy league and people who are sympathetic to that way of thinking it's the strangest thing man it's these rich people with money it's like they got nothing better to do than but than to mess with god's design and you know uh, for some reason they think Karl marx is a genius i don't get it um, you know, I've read up on Karl Marx. He's one of the most disgusting human beings ever. Interestingly enough, I want to throw this in too for people who don't know anything about Karl Marx. And since we're talking about children, Karl Marx had six children. Three of them died of malnutrition. Two of them died by suicide. And one of them was illegitimate. He wouldn't even claim the child. Um, and the other thing that blows my mind is this whole Marxist uh, vibe that's behind all this woke culture, because that's really what it is. It's cultural Marxism. Marx was a racist on top of that. I mean, he was a well-established racist. So it's like, it blows my mind that the people who are pushing his teachings through this woke agenda are pushing the teachings of a guy who was horrible with kids, never held a steady job, was a horrible husband, and he was a racist. But how, what, how aware are they that, that this is a Marxist uh, influence? That's, that's, um, I mean, it seems so ridiculous that... Uh, that, that Marxism has has uh, infiltrated or influenced them to the point that they think it's a good idea to have a six foot three boy play against girls in basketball. That's just and and, yeah, and, and, and justify talk- it. Well, we talked about this earlier a little bit, and I think it's I think you make you probably bring up the best point, and that is what people don't understand is Marx's book, The Communist Manifesto, was actually originally going to be titled The Communist Statement of Faith. So it, it is it is a Gnostic religion, and so the people who get behind this, they have essentially found their own religion. They have their own evangelists, they have their own scripture, they have their own saints, they have everything. But the thing is, is you know, it's been brought up before the Supreme Court several times, and Marxism has been struck down as a religion. You know, people have criticized it, like, hey, we don't want this in our schools. Uh, you know, communism is essentially a religion, but it's atheism. And so, for whatever reason, the Supreme Court has not recognized it as a religion, but it functions like a religion, and even more to the point, it functions like a cult. And if you've ever had to deal with any cults, you know how powerful it is over people's minds. When you get sucked in, they, they do ridiculous stuff like this. So I, I saw a state senator on CNN um, last night defending the decision to punish all the sports programs at Mid-Vermont, um, her yeah, argument. She's, her, she's, my, she's my senator from my town. I've actually detailed her car. Yeah. <laughs> well, her argument was that none of these kids are going to the pros. Is she really that dumb? 
How could, that, that's what she said. Well, you know, it's not a big deal. These guys, it's not like they're going to go in the, uh, the, the play in the pros. So if a boy plays against girls, so what? And that's what she said on national television. Yeah, I don't think she's dumb. I think she's, I think she's under-informed, and I think she's politically savvy. I, in fact, I think Becca is actually quite savvy. Um, I think she's, I think she's somewhat opportunistic in some of this stuff. I don't have any ill will toward her. I 100% disagree with her. I don't think I've, I have one political mm-hmm. position where I've agreed with her on anything. Yeah. But no, I don't think she's dumb. Um, what I think is she has, again, she's been kind of sucked into the ideology du jour. And I've talked with her and she really does think these things. And I think she's been indoctrinated and I don't think she, she would see it that way. But I think also, like you and I were just talking about, I don't think she knows the ins and the outs and the history of all this stuff. I think if she knew that this goes back to Karl Marx, that she knew Karl Marx was just an absolute cat of a human being, and that a lot of this stuff has been um, horrible for underprivileged people. Uh, that's the irony for me with her and all of this. She's actually take so, so this Rose Johnson goes to an incredibly wealthy school uh, all the people up there have money. She's actually taking the side of a boy from a wealthy school over less privileged kids and girls in her own town. That's the part that I really have a problem with. Uh, and I get the feeling she's never played a sport. Uh, nobody, I just can't. I don't know. I, she was on the debate team. I don't know if that's a sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's but, never been um, in the yeah, last well, you know, in the debate team, girls go up against guys, and she's yeah. a very smart girl. I, okay. saw, I saw a lot of girls in the debate team embarrass the guys in the debate team. So if that's her frame of reference, yeah, maybe she hasn't played sports. I would guess that she hasn't. But, you know, it, it, one of the things you'll notice, again, like I said, I, I help coach rugby. You are never going to see a girl play against guys on a rugby pitch, not at any level. And, and you're also not going to see this basketball thing go up to – the next level. You're not going to see guys playing against UConn. I guarantee you, Gino Ariyama would never put up with that stuff. Yeah, um, they just wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. So it's so strange that they feel comfortable to do this social experiment in high schools, and um, it's just absurd. I do want to get this statistic out too because this is really eye-opening to to put in perspective just how much of a disadvantage girls have in high school against high school boys. The tweet on Twitter that caused this whole thing to go viral that was picked up by Jordan Peterson comes from a website called boys versus women. And what this boys versus women site did is they took the the best high school boys in the country versus the best Olympic women in the world in track and field and in swimming. And they did a medal total. It was 81 to six boys would win 81 medals to six women's medals. These are high, high school, school boys yep. over the, over, over the best women athletes in the world. 81 to six. That is utter domination. I only have, so a, have high school. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I only have about I'm a minute left say to have high school boys go against high school girls. Like think about how unfair that is. It's, 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 it's insane on its face. It, it, I, there, nobody should have five seconds worth of patience for it. I got a minute left, and I, I thought you made a good point in your piece that the message being sent to young people that they don't belong, this is what the senator said, that the people sent to young people that they don't belong is worse than allowing boys to compete with girls. That's what the state senator said. But you point out, what about the message these girls are getting from adults in their life? When this happens, yeah, well, 
Yeah, the irony is that, you know, they believe in a women's right to choose. They're, they're all about the Me Too movement and protecting women from, uh, you know, predator men. Like, again, I don't think Rose Johnson rises to the level of a predator. I think this person has a mental issue that needs to be taken seriously. But it doesn't come at the cost of girls who don't feel safe. Like, literally, it's like a war on women. And I just, I would love to see the church stand up, especially the men in the church, stand up. Um, they just need to get some courage. They need to get back into their Bible, read Joshua 1.9 again, and just remember the Lord's with us wherever we go. So, you know, don't fall for these manipulation and intimidation tactics. It's essentially witchcraft is what this is. It's manipulation and intimidation for the goal of domination. We're commanded in the Bible to stand up to it, and that's what we need to do. Hey, Aaron, I'm out of time. I could talk to you longer, but i got to go to a break. I really appreciate you coming on. Aaron Warner, thank you. All right, thank you, John. Okay, that's Aaron Warner. You can find him at the Vermont Daily Chronicle. You can check it out. Go check out his piece. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. There have been no sizable protests in New York City on the day former President Trump predicted his arrest. From New York, White House correspondent Greg Clexton reports. Here in front of the Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue, it's business as usual. There was a lone protester wearing a red MAGA hat shouting in front of some TV news cameras before lunch. But aside from that, it's a typical weekday in midtown Manhattan. Lots of traffic, tourists snapping photos in front of the famous building, and New Yorkers going about their business. Metal barricades are set up along the sidewalk in front of the Trump Tower, but there are no signs of any large-scale demonstrations. Greg Clugston, New York. The nation's second-largest school system shut down. Workers in the Los Angeles United School District are walking off the job and are joined by teachers for a planned three-day strike. This is SRN News. This Easter season, join world-renowned tenor Andrea Bocelli for an unforgettable journey of hope, beauty, and music. Experience musical performances from Michael W. Smith, Tori Kelly, Taya, and Torn Wells across the awe-inspiring Italian countryside. The Journey, a music special from Andrea Bocelli, brings you face-to-face with the moments in life that define us, the music that moves us, and the relationships that matter most. The Journey, a music special from Andrea Bocelli in theaters April 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 6th. Find out more at thejourney.movie. That's thejourney.movie. This is Dennis Prager. If God saved the Jews in Egypt, why didn't he save the Jews in Europe? Was there really an exodus? My new book answers these and other questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah. When you purchase The Rational Passover Haggadah, we are including two of my most listened to lectures for free. The Ten Commandments and Why Did God Take the Jews Out of Egypt? Get your autographed copy of The Rational Passover Haggadah at PragerStore.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. The Jesus Revolution is a movie that has made $50 million. Pastor Greg Laurie is at the heart of that movie. He's been my friend for 30 years, and he's joining me to talk about the Jesus Revolution in theaters across the United States and the astonishing box office for a little biopic about Chuck Smith and Greg Laurie on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, at AM 1250, The Answer. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer 
to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Becoming cloudy tonight will reach a nighttime low of 38. Cloudy skies expected for tomorrow. Expect a shower in spots of the afternoon. We'll see a high tomorrow of 52. Overcast skies tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a low of 47. It'll be breezy and warmer Thursday with periods of rain. We'll reach a high Thursday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, the NHL did it again Saturday night. The San Jose Sharks had a pride night, which meant that the players were asked to wear rainbow jerseys or sweaters, if you want to be uh, correct, but for the warm-ups. And uh, fans weren't allowed to just enjoy the game, of course. They had to put up with the virtue signaling. The Sharks goalie, James Reimer, decided not to wear the jersey. He was trashed across North America for being a homophobe, the usual stuff. Bruce Dobigan is a Canadian writer and blogger at notthepublicbroadcaster.com. He's also the author of several books. We'll, we'll mention those in a minute, but uh, he joins us now. Bruce, thanks for coming on. Hey, John. How you doing? Good. Good to have you back. So in your piece, uh, you make reference to uh, a pretty good Seinfeld episode. Yeah, the, the famous one, of course, to where, <laughs> where Kramer wants to march in the, in the, the AIDS research march. And uh, he goes to get it, and they, they, they say, well, here's your ribbon. And he says, well, I don't want to wear a ribbon. Oh, everybody wears a ribbon. You have to wear a ribbon. And, of course, it escalates to the point where they're chasing him down the street to force him to wear a ribbon. And he, he gets into this, this thing to, uh, to, to, to be a good Samaritan and to, to support the cause. And the next thing he knows, they're chasing him because, of course, he won't wear the ribbon. And, and the symbolism of it is, is very woke, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's not that you... You don't. You can't just support or live and let live, but you have to like actively engage in, in doing all the stuff, putting on jerseys and uh, wearing ribbons and all that type of thing. And and, and that's what I, when I saw the thing with James Reimer on the weekend, the goalie for San Jose, who was Christian, and he said, "I'm sorry." He said, I, "Being a Christian, I don't I don't agree with same sex marriage." And he said, "So I'm just not going to wear the jersey." And of course, that drove everybody crazy. Oh yeah, and so. Um but you also say that the NHL is the last group you would expect to do this. Uh, why? Why? And did, did you? I guess I'm asking. Did 
did you think that the NHL w- would be able to hold out longer than this? Because it was inevitable. Well, Every, everybody knows that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm shocked that they that they did hold out as long as this. Uh, I can't think of a league that would be less woke or less into that sort of uh, profile than the NHL. I mean, you know, it's, it's a league that thinks it's okay to punch a guy in the head. <laughs> you know, <I> mean, right. <laughs> they're not exactly on the cutting edge of progressive politics. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, they, as you know, they have their, their head offices in downtown Manhattan. They're there with everybody, all the people who, uh, who are per- perpetuating ESG and DEI and all of these acronyms for the, 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 new, the new world we're supposed to accept. And, and gradually, I'm sure it was pressure from their sponsors. And, and out of the blue, really, I didn't, I didn't see this coming. They, they put out a, 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 a statement saying that they were in support of no, that hockey was non-binary now. And so that men could play against women and all this other yeah, stuff. Of course. It, it just, I, I covered the NHL for 30 years. And believe me, it's the last league I thought that this would happen. Yeah, and I, I, <clears throat> it's amazing. I don't know how many people are aware of this. And I don't have it here in front of me because it would make me throw up right here on the desk. But um, <laughs> that the the Sharks put out a long um, analysis or presentation, whatever you want to call it, of exactly what transgender is and how it is, how it's been treated around the world by multiple cultures. And I don't know where they put that, but it was just on their website or, or if they uh, foisted it on the poor people who came to the game to, you know, watch a hockey game. But did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I, I saw it, uh, Tucker Carlson did a segment on Fox last night, just basically reading the press release, which was talking about the Aztecs or the Incas or somebody or other, and how they always honored third genders and et cetera, et cetera. Just, you know, the kind of hokum that they come up with these days to justify. It. And 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 the, the the point is, and, and all the stuff that, that Reimer took, all the garbage that he took. For taking a principled stand from these people, they—if if you reversed, re, re, reversed the situation and you had a Christian night for the San Jose Sharks and a couple of guys refused to wear a crucifix, well, they'd all be, oh yeah, you, you got to take a stand. You know, this right. is what you believe, etc. But if you're a Christian these days, you're, you're not allowed to. And I don't say this as a—I was brought up Catholic, but I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. So it's not like I have some abiding thing about Christians. But but you know, they believe what they believe. They have their spiritual beliefs, and they feel them strongly as the woke people do and but you're not allowed anymore you're not allowed to do this and then so reimer took it took all this sort of stuff and and, and it, it's just it's it, the other thing that gets me about it john is it's it's not just that we have to agree but a hundred percent of the people have to agree with everything so mm-hmm. when it was masks and vaccines and everything it, there could be no dissent there was nobody dissenting on it no and and uh by the way tucker carlson pointed out and i thought of the same thing actually when you start comparing to some of the cultures that the sharks compared to, um, they also were big fans of human sacrifice and cannibalism. Oh, yeah. You know, they, yeah, don't, well, this, they this, don't mention that. Yeah, yeah and, and Neil Young has a song about uh, about the, the Aztecs and how the, the women all were beautiful, the men were straight and tall, and, and the Europeans were ugly and terrible and bringing diseases and all this sort of stuff. And of course, nowhere mentioning that, that uh, one in four... Uh, people who, who were alive at that time in that part of North, of North America were slaves. I mean, they, they had slaves too. And as you just pointed out, they tortured and killed uh, their, their captives. And it was ritual. And if you were you you survived the battle to 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 be a prisoner, uh, you were likely to be to be uh, you know have your heart torn out of your chest while you were still alive. And then they so would I, eat it. You know, 
Yeah, and, and for, you know, well, by then presumably you'd be dead. But uh, obviously, it's it, the, the 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 comparison between them and 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 trying to de- make all these other cultures look like they're they're wonderful, whereas uh, the white culture that we have is terrible. It's it's just it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because history doesn't support it either. We're talking to Bruce Dobigan. He's the uh, he's the purveyor of not the public broadcaster dot com, longtime uh, media person up there in Canada. Uh, is the um, are the Canadian hockey media just as tolerant about Reamer's decision as the American media? Uh, there's listen. There's nobody more right uh, left wing rather than the, in the media than the sports media. Uh, when I when I got into the sports media 35, 40 years ago, honestly, most of the guys who were in it were drunks. You know, they were they were roustabouts. They were independent minded guys. They you know they. After the game was over, they went out and, and partied. But all the guys who've come into sports journalism in the last 20 years are all coming out of journalism schools. They've all been marinated in, in the universities and, and the stuff about white privilege, et cetera, et cetera. And as soon as they get in and start covering sports, they, they apply that in sports. And so, I mean, I, I maybe know three or four conservatives who are in the sports media, but the rest of them are all you know, died in the world, woke guys, and they're all into this. So they did, they didn't need to be told what to, what sort of tack to take on this particular issue. They all they've all been uh, they've all been schooled in it already. Yeah, and I I'm right there with you. I got into the sports media a long time ago, and I, I and I was a young punk, and there were a lot of old timers who I grew up reading and watching and listening to here in Pittsburgh. That all of a sudden I was thrown into the press box with them. And uh, and I and, and I liked them. They were great guys, and and I, I I still have friends among the the media who some of whom are still working locally, and some of them are not. But um, they there's just they there might be five uh, percent of them are are not liberal, and so yep. the the NHL and Major League Baseball, NFL, whoever wants to do this, they know they're going to get it's going to be well received. So that makes it more likely that they'll do it and makes it more likely that we're going to, it's never going to end. Right. Yeah. Well, again, the the one thing about all the journalists that I came in with the sports guys was they were independent minded and nobody told them what to do. And if you told them what to do, then they really dug in their heels and they got even more obstinate. And yet it's exactly the opposite today. As soon as as they get the marching orders, as, as as the issue has been defined as being this or that in the woke culture, they all know exactly what to write, and and they fall in line. and And the idea of independence is 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 really far fetched for, for a lot of these people. And look, I, I I did a lot of investigative stuff in the past, and and ran up against this the the, the group think of this uh, of the media that I was working with. Uh, you know, we had stuff with Alan Eagleson, who was, of course, the uh, yeah. players' union head, who who ended up going to jail, but a bunch of corrupt agents as well, and stories like that. And I found it very difficult to 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 deal with the people who were in my industry who didn't want to do this stuff, who didn't want to do this. This was not the narrative, and so we had to say, you know, we had to say something else. And, uh, and so I, it, it, it was it was kind of eye opening for me. Now, this may not be something that you would be able to uh, measure because if you're like me, it's been a while. I don't know how long it's been since you've been in a locker room and been hanging around a team on a regular basis. But in the case of the San Jose Sharks, uh, all the players but one, uh, James Reamer, cooperated and wore the the sweater. Um, What do you suppose, maybe this is an unfair question, but but what do you suppose is the resentment level in the locker room from the players who who cooperate with it? There was 100% 
uh, or I should say all but one, uh, so almost 100% cooperation for the, from the Sharks. But does that mean that they all agreed with it? And how many of them do you think it, it it gagged them a little bit to have to do it? Not so much because of what the subject was, but just having to to be forced to do this, to do the virtue signaling yeah. for the team. My experience in hockey is, is especially hockey players are always uh, the very traditionally conservative, traditional guys. They're go along to get along guys. Mm-hmm. They, it's all about the team. Uh, you don't want the, the, the thing that might upset them about Reimer is that they're bringing attention to the team uh, that distracts them from from the job that they have to do. And just look, this is the same with whether it's the Penguins, the Steelers, the Pirates, whatever the teams are. They, they, there is a consciousness inside the dressing room about everybody pulling together and nobody getting you know getting their head above the story mm-hmm. but on the other hand they, especially the hockey guys are conservative guys but i don't think that they think this is 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 is, is something that the, the, they would uh, support necessarily uh, i'm very disappointed that, that we've gotten to this point we don't have more examples of gay professional athletes and, and the stars they're out there they're, there's guys who we know who are stars who are gay who, who won't say so and, and I wish that we could get them to come forward so we could get past this. Uh, because as long as it doesn't happen, then we get all of these accusations about how it's being repressed and how the guys are repressing it, etc. And I don't think it's that. They just want to play the game. They want to get on with things. They don't want to complicate their lives. And the Reimer thing, however well-intentioned he was, uh, was complicating it. All of a sudden, the dressing room was full of people you don't know. Can I trust this guy to talk to him? Again, you know from having covered teams uh, that the athletes like to know who they're talking to, whether they can trust them or not. Now right. you've got all these other guys, national reporters showing up trying to get a headline. and Yeah, they, they don't like it. Well, and they just to me, their attitude is drop the puck. Just drop yeah. the puck. Where do you want? Show me where the net is, and I'll try to put the puck in there. That's what I'm here to do. Just leave me alone. Well, I don't know about in Pittsburgh uh, these days, but I know that in all the Canadian arenas now we have to do this little... I was at the, the game in Toronto last weekend, and there were about 10 minutes worth of, of lectures and being harangued about this This is a place where we're all together and we're all mm. friends. And then a whole harangue about now we're on the lands of the... of the, uh, oh, the, no. the lobby and, no, and all that please. sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, and this, uh, this happens before every game. Now. Wait a minute. Now, and, come on, uh, Bruce, i got to stop you there. Before a Toronto Maple Leafs game, they go through the whole "we stole this land" and we we apologize. Uh, who, who's, oh yeah. who, Absolutely. where do they do that? Like the PA announcer says it, or is it before the there's national anthem? There's a pre-recorded message, and they have these two young, uh, handsome young people who do this whole thing about uh, being nice to each other, and we're all, you know, we're all part of the same thing here, and we can't say a, a, a harsh word. Yeah. And then this other video comes up. And they do this whole thing about which, and and depending on which city you're in in Canada, obviously there's different native tribes that, that are involved yeah, right. that, that uh, were there before. Uh, but in in any, in any case, in Toronto, they have a, a laundry list of, of native tribes who were around the Great Lakes at the time, and and were on their sacred ground. And we we have to thank them for letting us play here. And it, it just it's so craven; it's beyond belief. As you just said, drop the puck. Let's play hockey. Yeah, and even if even if you agree one hundred percent with the philosophy involved in the message, I'm I I paid pretty good bucks for a hockey game. I want to sit in my seat and I want to see hockey. I, I don't I don't want to hear any about this anything about this. And it's like with here's the thing, um, if if it's a kid's first hockey game, okay, uh, uh, in San Jose the other night, um, first time he's been to a game. You know, a ten-year-old kid—is that a good place for a father to have to explain to him what "gay" means? Yeah, 
or what LGBTQ means, or why there, why is uh, why why is my favorite player out there? I came to see the the San Jose Sharks. Those he's not wearing the team colors there. What, what's going on? Why, why should a parent of well, dad have to explain that? I, I hear you. I hear you. everything these days, whether it's the Oscars, whether it's a hockey game, whether it's a whether it's a marathon that people are running. Everything is is a platform for a lecture, for a teaching lesson, for whatever you want to call it. Uh, for people who have come out in, in the case of volunteering their time or in the case of people who have paid a big bucks for a ticket, it's, it, you're there, you're a target for them. And, and I don't know who thought that this was, the, this was a great idea, that we have to be lectured 24-7, but that's, what, that's what's happening now. And, and again, not just in sports, in all these public events. Uh, do you think it's coming from Gary Bettman in, in the NHL's case, the commissioner? Uh, Gary, listen. Gary's still denying the fact that you hit a guy in the head with your with your your fist and it hurts a guy's brain. I mean, this is not the most <laughs> progressive guy that you've got. But but it's business now, and and all of these people are realize that if you're going to deal with the networks and the sponsors and bring in the bucks for the owners, that this is what you got to do. And and there was a famous expression that Winston Churchill had years ago, and he said, "You're these people are feeding the crocodile in hopes." They get eaten last, and that's what this is all about. If I okay, I'll I'll feed the crocodile today, and hopefully they won't eat me. But you know what? It always comes around. They always find you. Yeah, they, they you get eaten. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, Bruce. Does any team? Are you aware of any team that has served surveyed its fans about their reactions to these Pride Nights? Would they have the guts to do Not that? that? I know of. I know. I know. Well, I'm in. I'm in Calgary, in, in the West, in, Cal, in in Canada, and I know we're having one uh, later this month. I think at, at, at the, the Saddle Dome, they're having one. Uh, I'll be interested to see. We're it's a particularly conservative place. We're kind of like the, the the Texas of Canada in the sense of a fairly conservative place, a business oriented place. So I'll be interested to see how all that sort of stuff goes over. Now it, it's during the warm up. Uh, so it's not necessarily that they wear it yeah. during the game, the right, symbols right. during the game, but it, it's still there. It's in your face, and you'll see all the stuff on the on the mezzanines, etc. And people are just people are who are even people who are sympathetic to these causes are fed up with with basically being targets, with being clay pigeons for people who who who, who want to go off on a political tangent. Uh, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, and I just don't think a hockey arena or a football stadium or even the oscars is necessarily the place for that well and the other thing about it is that i don't think any enough people point out is that you have uh, uh, the the epitome of a uh, captive audience you have lured this group of people in and they've paid good money they want to see a hockey game and you take advantage of the fact that you've got them gathered there to, to deliver the message that you want them to get, not necessarily the one they want to hear, but the, you get yeah. to do that because you've lured them there to see hockey, and then you hit them with this stuff. Well, and I promise you, you will not get the opportunity or you will not have a night in which you will hear a bunch of conservative messages. No. You will not have conservative political messages whatsoever. If somebody wanted to have a Christian pride night, uh, the, the the teams would probably turn you down for it. How about uh, a, they would probably say, nah, "No, not here, not now, etc." Or uh, if you're, you know, conservative uh, political party, they they would they wouldn't do this. This is all because these are the groovy people. These are the the, the people who have the, the the ear of the public at the moment, whether they like it or not. I'm waiting for a Second Amendment night here in the states where the players come <laughs> out with a with a gun on their jersey, you know, like an AR-15. And the skate around, and everybody, you know, cheers. Hey, uh, uh, Bruce, I'm, I'm out of time. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Dobigan, your books are out there. What are they? 
Uh, latest book is called uh, uh, It Exact Science. It's about the, the, the drafting of the NHL, uh, the last six, uh, the six most compelling drafts in the NHL. Uh, you can find that one still on sale online at, at Amazon and places like that. Hey, Bruce. In exact pr- science. Yep, I, I I appreciate you coming on. We'll do it again. And uh, by the way, one real quick thing, I want to I would I would suggest you go to the game with a T-shirt that says "I'm here to watch hockey." <laughs> I don't know how that would go over. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right, we'll be back. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to Pure Talk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data... You can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we spent a lot of time here making fun of or criticizing or uh, attacking the idiots in Washington, who the politicians, but I, I got a good news thing, a little, little piece of good news here from Guy Reschenthaler, who we've had on the show many times. He's the... Uh, Congressman representing uh, uh, Washington County. Um, he is uh, one of the co-sponsors of a bill to protect puppies from abuse. How can you not like puppies? I'm a big dog guy. And uh, he and three other uh, congressmen, uh, two, two Republicans and another, or one other Republican and two Democrats, the Puppy Protection Act, legislation to improve the breeding, housing, and veterinary care requirements set for federally licensed commercial dog breeders, um, as a member of the Animal Protection Caucus, I am committed to championing legislation that promotes animal welfare. Too many dogs currently suffer from inhumane conditions and abuse at the hands of commercial breeders. The Puppy Protection Act will protect these animals and put puppy mills on a short leash by holding them to a higher standard of care. I look forward to partnering, partnering with my colleagues to bring this common sense bill to the House floor. How can you be against that? I want to. There's got to be somebody out there who's against it. <laughs> that, 
he or she will show up. But I don't, I don't think there are too many anti-puppy people out there. But I like that. So there's one thing I'm, I'm happy to see them doing down there. Usually I just wish they all would stay home because the more time they spend there, the more stupid stuff they, more stupid laws they pass. I'll take this one. And um, thanks for listening today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van.